get in the car. Right at us. Lord! The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. A summer wrap episode of the Party of Four podcast. I'm Ben Hutchison alongside Mistwood Director of Golf, Andy Michelson. How are you? Good. Great. Good, good to see you in the studio. Good to see you. Been seeing you on the golf course. Not a lot, but in a big competition. Sure. You had the Illinois PGA Professional Championship here recently. Yes, sir. Congratulations on your second place finish. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's probably not where those guys want to be second, but you battled throughout and an awesome, strong finish, and you played really well. Yeah. Yeah, played played good for two days and had a chance all the way up until the end and then lost to the uh, now most um, decorated PGA professional of all time, they said. He had, he's won more PGA championships, section PGA championships than any other professional, so... Anywhere, uh, yeah, it's it's always fun to to be paired up and against with Mike. I've I've got his number a few times in match play, and but he's gotten our numbers more than anybody in, in stroke play, and it's uh it's just fun to watch. Like the cool thing I think about those two days, and um, I said it in in an interview too, is if high school players or players looking to get better would come out and watch that golf. It wasn't the prettiest golf you've ever seen, but numbers were shot. And how are numbers shot? By doing the little things that aren't aren't the sexy stuff, right? Hitting a lot of greens, making some putts here and there, getting up and down, you know, just, just the stuff that you're supposed to do in order to shoot a number. And um, I think there's a lot to be learned from that. I did come out for the second day there at Thunderhawk up in Beach Park, I believe. It's a hike. Is the exact location. Yeah, it's Waukegan area. Gurney way out there, but then you got to keep going beyond that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> feel. It literally felt like I was driving to Lake Geneva. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's unbelievably far, but um, it has been a challenge the last few years finding good kind of local, centrally located venues uh, post COVID. So I think we're we're on a good track. Sounds like we've got um, Elgin Country Club in the mix next year. We've got Ruth Lake the year after, or Olympia Fields, or even Medina. So all of those are coming back into the mix and um, kind of get us back on where we normally have uh, the championship. And um, still, I still think even though the last two years have been kind of unorthodox on where they've been at McRae and uh, Thunderhawk, it's still provided a pretty good championship. It was still fun. It was still entertaining. Um, you know, after day one, especially this year, I mean, a lot of the, kind of usual horses were kind of lined up one through one through 10. So um, that kind of speaks to as a pretty good golf course, all the championship. It was a lot of fun to watch. And there was a nice little crowd gathered behind the 18th green as you guys came in. And uh, now you move on to the national tournament. You get another berth there coming up next spring. Yeah. That's always the goal. You know, the, the, once you get a taste of that, you never want to miss that. Um, and so, you know, it the, the, puts a lot of pressure, particularly on this event, like making sure that you have a good two or three days um, of golf to make sure that you get through, regardless of how good of a season you have. You know, I, I've had a, a pretty decent season. Uh, I think going into the event, I was like second or third on the on the points list, but it doesn't matter. It's all wiped clean, and you, you start from scratch going into that week. I know heading into this week, you were first on that list. 
I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I won, won an event at the start of the year. I've I just had a pretty consistent year. I haven't really finished that much outside the top 10 in different events. You know, little things like making the cut, even though I played like garbage on the last day, making the cut at the Illinois Open, that gets you a few events here and there. Uh, finishing second in both the um, kind of two of our two of our four majors, you know, that, that tends to help. But I have to have a, I have to have a good final, um, our Illinois PGA Players Championship at the end of, the, I think it's the start of October, end of September, start of October. Um, I have to have a good week there to, to secure that. So, um, it's always kind of one of the goals. I mean, it's a, it's a nice goal. I I thought, yeah, I don't know. Golf's golf's just such a weird journey. You always you always think you got a handle on it for a week or two, and then you lose it. And it's always just been kind of a searching thing for me, like trying to find the find the game I want. And sometimes it shows up, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Well, it's I mean, golf. You'd love to go out there and shoot low sixties and win a tournament, but consistency in golf is so important. And I think that's the thing you guys search for all the time is consistency. Doesn't win you championships all the time, but a good 68, 69, just consistent and then shoot lower than that every now and then that has to feel good though. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just little things. I think I've putted a little bit better this year than uh, maybe last year or the year before. Um, my short game hasn't been as good. I've, I've hit more greens though, um, which means I'm hit, probably hitting more fairways as well. It's hard to hit greens if you're not in the fairways. So I think little things are accumulating. I haven't, I haven't spent the time nor do I really have the time to really kind of sit and digest and figure out exactly what things I need to work on. I kind of just work on the stuff I always work on, a little putting here and there and uh, a lot of wedges, wedge work, um, stuff like that. Just hitting, hitting a lot of irons, mid irons, eight irons, uh, wedges, a lot of that type of stuff. So um, that kind of keeps me pretty well loose. You know, if I do that a few times a week, that, that, that tends to help. Quick question outside of putting, because I know that's extremely important. What's the one thing you'd work on outside of putting? Oh, um, see, here's the thing, because I, I, I've been playing this game for so long. Driving's number two. Driving's definitely number two because driving leads to everything else. You can say, I would say driving because if you're not well positioned, then your iron game doesn't matter. Honestly, because if you're in a if you're in a bad position, then you're not really hitting a shot as it's correctly supposed to be onto the green. So if you're not driving well, you're not going to hit irons well. You're not going to wedge it well. All that other good stuff. I would say it's it's putting, driver, uh, wedges, and irons are probably last. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I stink with fairwoods. So don't even ask. <laughs> I stink with fairwoods and hybrids. I'm the worst. I'm. I, I hit those like a 20 handicap. Everything else is plus five handicap. I hit those like a 20. I'm, I'm terrible with fairway woods. I love a good fairway wood. I do. But I haven't golfed in a while to really know how much I enjoy them. Anyway, speaking of low scores, let's go to the BMW Championship now. Victor. Victor Hovland. Not possible. 61? That's not possible. That that course <laughs> is so freaking hard. It is stupid hard. I mean, there there isn't like a hole that you walk up to and you stand on the tee. Like a lot of courses you play, you'll stand on the tee and you go, there's four or five holes for, for better players. There's four or five holes, these are birdie holes. There's not one hole you stand up there and you go, oh, this is a birdie hole. First hole, par five, 615, played into the wind three out of the four days, 615. That's not an easy par five. That's not a real birdie <laughs> hole. Um, 15 is the par five coming back the other. Is it 15? Yeah, 15. Come back the other way, also 600 yards. It's like hitting down a bowling alley. 
and Rory hit what driver seven iron on Sunday into it. I mean, it's just like it's just not possible. Six sixty one out there is just not possible. Set up for a it championship doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you were you were there. I got total FOMO. I have to admit it. I got I got wrapped up. I was like. I was like uh, a 14-year-old on Instagram. I'm <laughs> seeing everybody else out there. Everybody else is going. Everybody's sharing their stories. I'm like, damn, I got to go. So about 2 o'clock on Sunday, I was like, all right. I got to go out there. And literally five minutes in, I'm like, this was the dumbest decision I made because there is no better place to watch a golf tournament than on your couch. Like, you see everything. They're going to all the different spots. So, like, I get out there, and I start following Scheffler down 14, 15. Well, guess what? Hovland's making a run on 16, 17, 18. So now I'm trying to get back to there, and I don't, I can't even get back to 18 by the time Hovland puts on an 18. So it's like, oh, what did I see, like five, six shots? Like I was mostly walking most of the time. <laughs> I don't know. I I think going to, to an event's overrated. I think going, like, early in the week or, like, if you've never seen the venue, it's definitely worth it, but – being there, being actually at the event, it's I hate to say it, but golf's like one of the worst. <laughs> it literally is. Like I would put basketball number one. Baseball's probably number two in my book, football three, but golf's like twenty fifth. Golf yeah. golf is one of the worst to watch live. You're not getting a good view. <laughs> you're usually not seeing a good good clean golf swing, like you're seeing it like through or like looking around different people. I mean it's just not it's just not a good viewing experience. Yeah. And now everyone just yells stuff, you know, in recent years. It's just, it's become a bro fest. I just, I don't enjoy that part of it. Total bro fest. And it's funny because you talk about, yeah, you talk about, you talk about watching on television. The normal public would say that's the most boring thing. It's like, that's the best thing to watch to fall asleep to is golf. But I love watching it on TV. You do. It's like, like, it's the flip flop. I think golf on television, as far as it's produced, is better than any other sport. They have figured out a way to have no gaps. Like football, you still have your huddles. You see, there's 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 gaps. Baseball is awful. Like baseball is awful to watch on TV. I like going to a baseball game a hundred times better than watching on TV. But golf, no better spot than on your couch. Fair, fair. So nice finish from Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, McElroy, Harmon. Scheffler shot sixty six and lost. I know sixty six and lost. It's wild with a three jack. <laughs> With a three jack on seven, I was standing right there for the three jack. By the way, see, you saw something. Oh yeah, I saw how to not putt. <laughs> so yeah, so three jack and shoots sixty six. Yeah, and loses. Like I, I can't, I can't stress enough. Like standing on those tee boxes as a golfer, looking down those fairways, there just is nowhere to hit it. I don't understand. 61 is not possible there. I don't care how soft the greens are. It's not possible. You get a 250-yard par three. Uh, just, yeah, like, that's crazy. Well, like, even... This driver for I some, think they were not under, them, but normal golfers. I think they were under a three scoring average on the the par three uh, 16th. That holds hard. 210 downhill, got water junk short, water right doesn't look pretty you got grandstands all the way around like it's it's crazy man yeah that's why they're just on a different level andy they are are. so that's that's what's that's what's so funny i i drove home from (laughs) i drove home from that and i was like if i played my just face off at best i'm shooting 70 and that dude just beat me by nine 
I mean, at best, on those conditions, at best, I'm shooting 70. It's deflating. It's crazy. But, yeah. like, that's what's funny. Like, when people are like, oh, man, you're, like, you're, you're this close to a tour player. No, I'm not. I'm you're as close to me as I am to that tour player. Like it's, it's hard for people to understand like how much better these guys are. It's crazy. Yeah. For me to stand next, play next to you. And then for you to play next to them, I, I see that the it's difference It's almost is, the same gap. Yeah. It's literally almost the same, which gap. I'm not upset. Cause I don't put the work into it, but it's like, they're this, that good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's cool. So now they head into the FedEx cup, go to East Lake is mm-hmm. that down in Atlanta. It is in Atlanta. Nice golf course. I uh, been down there, played, played it a long time ago. Nice. Yep. Yeah, it's good, good, good spot. Okay. Well, they have the uh, staggered start scores for that one. So now you're heading to. What no. do you, you like that? You a fan of that? I mean, I kind of like that. It's not, you know, March Madness where hey, you're the 16 seed and they're the one seed and they're gonna like they're not gonna start with some you know 20 points here and there just because they're the one or something like. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like it, but it's just awkward to see it, I think. The best explanation, I like this explanation, is our champion for the year is also our FedEx Cup champion. So our, our champion of this tournament is also our FedEx Cup champion. So the hardest thing to keep track of for like 10 years before it was, okay, where's the FedEx Cup points? You get like a guy, I think McElroy won it a few years ago, and he got like fifth in that event. So it was like kind of weird because he's rooting for, I think it was Ryan Moore won. Like Ryan Moore won that event, and Ryan Moore didn't get anything besides like the winning check, but Rory got $10 million for finishing fifth. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So I can see that this is probably the right way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think they've earned it. $18 million prize for the champion. It's at 18 now. Get out of here. Yeah. Shut up. Some good money. 18? Yeah. It was, I thought it was 10 last year. They're throwing more money at it. This whole live influence has kind of changed it. 18 million. Holy smokes. I'll double check right now, but yeah. uh, It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So was it Scheffler at the top? I didn't look at it beyond. Um... FedEx Cup purse for FedEx Cup. $18 million winner's purse. Only player on the PGA for the season. I would imagine because waiting, Hovland has to be going in as the leader. No, he's not. He's not? No. So Scheffler then? It's Scheffler. Interesting. Scheffler then Fitzpatrick? Oh, man. We should have done all of our research ahead of time. (laughs) Oh, here. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Scheffler, Hovland, McElroy, Rom, Glover, Homa, Cantley, Harmon, Clark, and Fitzpatrick run out the top ten. Dang. So the Scheffler will start at ten under, all the way down to tenth place is four under at that point for Fitzpatrick. Oh, I'm gonna do a, a PSA here. Um, the tournament purse is not the same as the champions check, so. No, I, I was. I know. I know. I was listening to ESPN Radio. Was no, I agree with that. The purse is the whole thing. I, I know. I'm listening to ESPN Radio, and they said that Victor Hovland won twenty million dollars at the event because that was the purse for the tournament. Well, that's incorrect. And it 
bothered the crap out of me. And he just kept <laughs> repeating that. I'm like, oh my God, he did not. He won 3.6 million. He won 3.6 million. But yeah, that's my PSA. Sorry. This is impressive. Guess what the purse is for the FedEx Cup? This 50? $75 million. Holy crap. <laughs> what? So it's 18 million, then 6.5, then 5, then 4, then 3, then 2.5, 2, 1.5, a million for 10th place. So all the way down to 10th place is getting at least a million. And then you got the guys at 30 making 500. So you, you show up, you're showing up dollars. half million bucks. I mean, you've gotten down to the final 30, but wow. I didn't know this was that gargantuan so of a like purse. 20, 25th on the FedEx cup list. What are you doing? Are you, are you grinding your face off? Yeah. <laughs> Why? If you're 25th right now, you're, you're getting somewhere. You're sitting at half a, million, half a million and a million. Who cares? You're sitting at 550 for 25th. Okay. You, you get up to 20th. That's. 600. Who cares? 640. At that point? Who cares at that point? What? You're in a half a million dollar appearance fee. Who cares at that point? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a nice appearance fee. Little, I mean, to go from, you're not going to go from 25th to win it. That ain't going to happen. Spieth is starting 10 shots behind, but he's got a half million he's getting out of this visit. <laughs> the course is also hard and there's not a whole lot of huge move, movement swings. I mean, usually it's the guys in the top five that are playing for this thing. Yeah. That's just, wow. So Scheffler is the only one. Five million. Yeah. Scheffler is the only one who made more than $18 million this year for the year. Yeah. Cause Rom kind of went on a quiet streak, right? Rom was up. Scheffler like started 50, so hot. I feel like Rom had 15 million by the U S open. And yeah. then, it's been a little quiet. Yeah, didn't do much after that. It's been throwing golf balls and hitting mics. Hitting mics. Mics. Yeah. Well, speaking of Rom, he was in the news uh, just today talking about the gambling. Everyone knows there's gambling around golf on the outside. Which is a great thing. We talk about that. You know, five bucks, miss this putt. $10, he'll miss this yeah, or make this. Yeah, you shouldn't say stuff like that. So, but people are saying it loud as they're putting and stuff. Yeah. Well, Harmon... Harmon ran across the same stuff at um, at the British Open. He he basically realized that the entire crowd had bet for Tommy Fleetwood and was just <laughs> splashing hate the entire time on him for the last two rounds. Um, I love it. Yeah, so that's that's tough. If you know you're the underdog or everyone's betting against you and you just go out there and hush them up that way. So you have a problem with here's, – here's another question for you. Do you have a problem with Phil betting on the Ryder Cup that he's playing on? To win? Hmm. Yes, as long as the bet is on your I don't self. Right. I don't. I think golfers always bet on themselves like without the old, betting. The old Pete Rose thing. Pete Pete bet, but he bet only on the Reds to win. Wasn't against your team. Right. Yeah. He only bet on the Reds to win, so like what was wrong with that? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean if it's in the rules like hey, you can't bet on at all. You can't be betting. I get it. We saw some college athletes get in trouble for that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, if you're betting on yourself, if I'm going out and playing some community tournament and people have odds and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bet on myself to win, and then I win. We do it all the time. That's great. Every club does it everywhere. Yeah. You every, hear about it for sure. Yeah, every, every, every club. I've never seen it. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, we've heard about it. Every club um, does Calcutta's and stuff. Come on. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have confidence in yourself? You can always bet on yourself. Or your yourself. team. Yeah. I mean, every day you bet on yourself. 
just doing good things in the world. So, that yeah. deep. Yeah. Super deep. Why would you bet on everyone else if you want to move up in the world, you know? I wouldn't do it. All right. So, anyways, I don't think the gambling talk around is going to stop. I think people should just probably not talk so loud when they're around these players and they're putting. So Just don't talk at all. That's oh. just like just social norms of golf. Just yell your stupid let's go after and yeah. call it a Bubba day. Bubba no, that after they hit, can't stand it. <laughs> it's been so brosified, brosified, dude, at golf events. I don't like it. Just hold your beer and don't make any noise. I, I, I told you I have started listening to foreplay here and there. That's good. That's not, yeah. It's not the worst. Yeah, no notable <laughs> podcast. Everyone get it. It's like them than us. We're good. <laughs> We just pop in here every now and then just to let you guys know we're doing all right. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, please our German friends, mm-hmm. listeners out there. So let's go now to the Ryder Cup. Man, nice segue with that Phil comment. Uh, we have Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, Xander Shoffley. Now. Boring. Okay. So you have thoughts. Where's, I want Kepka. He's so if you look at the rankings of like what's next, you got Kapka, Spieth, Young, Morkawa, Bradley, Burns. Do you like those those six to be the next six? Or do you think about Fowler, Denny McCarthy, Justin Thomas, Lucas Glover? Well, it's gonna be Kepka and um Kepka and Thomas are definite in um if you want to actually win, I would have probably put Patrick Reed on there. Um, oh. big Patrick Reed guy, Captain America. Yeah, I know. Yep. Um, it's never going to be on this podcast. He should be on the Ryder Cup team. He's not good. Um, <sighs> do you like DeChambeau? No. Why? Dude, I just, I saw Why? him. I saw him ripping some persimmons or whatever on the. Yeah, they invited him out to come to Cherry Hills because <laughs> he won the USAM in the past. He actually won the USAM at Olympia Fields. Wow. Yeah. A DeChambeau factoid. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like Thomas. I just love seeing Fowler in that situation. I just I love it. I'm just a big fan of his. I don't know how you leave Justin Thomas off with his experience and sure he's. I like Fowler playing as well. Fowler's going to be on that team. I I like Fowler's fine. Has Lucas Glover played his way onto the team? Um, He's figured out the putter. Again, we talk about these guys. Like, which which way do you pick? Do you pick past records? Because if you're picking past records, Justin Thomas's past record is nineteen and five, nineteen five and two, or nineteen five and three, or whatever. in team events. That's pretty much one of the greatest American records of all time. So you have to have him on the team. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. I like Morikawa. I've always liked him. I think he's just so consistent. He's just not playing good. There's that issue, but overall. Not good right now. I think big stage, he does well enough. Sure. But in match play situations sure we have some divas on the team uh, <laughs> that don't mix like with guys you like you like good cohesion I, I don't know why you wouldn't just bring back the team that just stomped them two years ago 
Like literally, we're not bringing a different player. Yeah, we're bringing the whole team back. That was so dominant. That team was epic, and that team is still epic. None of those players have fallen off the map. Mm-mm. They've just chose to play different spots. Yeah, I don't know. That just seems seems odd to me. It has been cool to see Max Homa's rise over the past four years, just from probably not wanting to golf anymore to being a top player in the world. There's something about the way he walks. Just doesn't look very confident. The way he just comports himself doesn't look like he's a killer. Like yeah. you want you want killers. You want people that rip your heart out and show it to you. Cam Young. Cam Young is the space cadet. He's as aloof as they aloof as they come. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what what Cam Young is going to come to this. Cam Young could be a world beater, could be the best in this in this thing. Because he drives it well, drives on a string, and they're supposed to be playing it really tight. But also Cam Young could have a I don't give a crap look on his face for three days. I have no idea which Cam Young's coming to the plate. Yeah. I think you got that flag on you. I think you're bringing your best. Sure. Sure. I I think that. But I think I, it's a different level. Well, I'm just saying I think that's who shows up. This is Cam Young's first, right? Yeah. So no idea what, what he's going to bring. If you're going to have me do like Cam Young or Sam Burns, I probably would take Sam Burns, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think Cam Young's an automatic. He's top. He's what, seven or eight? He's number nine. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's in. He's in, no doubt. So it's that 10 to 12, the Morikawa, Bradley Burns range where you're. Is Bradley 11? Yep. Yeah. Be a little interchangeable. I like him. He knows, I mean, he knows how. There's a lot of meaning there for him. I mean, he was at the Medina one. I mean, there's a, there's a lot lot there. He played amazing at Medina. I remember. I don't know, man. I I just don't see him on the team, which is unfortunate. And there's people like talking about Tony Finau before uh, Bradley, mm-hmm. which I don't uh, I don't like that. No, but we will find out, I believe, on August August 29th. Yep, yep, that should be. That's when they announce it. All right, let's go to. The TGL League, Andy says. Who cares? I don't even know what it is. I don't even, what, what are we talking about? We're, so, we're watching some. It's all been working. It's all been happening. It's the. So Schmoolies are going to be in a sweater and jeans and. I don't know. It's the Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy. We're watching virtual golf. Virtual golf, golf arena style golf league in South Florida. 15 weeks, Monday nights. Matches January 2024. You got other guys like Ricky Fowler, Morikawa, John Rahm, Justin yeah. Thomas that have committed to it. Okay, so what if they're playing in Kapalua? What if they're playing in the Sony? What if they're playing in... That's the whole West Coast swing is January through early February. I don't know. Maybe they're just doing their version of Top Tracer and picking courses. I don't really know how it's going to work. I saw some mock-ups of it all. It looks like a pretty cool place to visit as far as playing but yeah there's gonna be six teams three have been announced so far they just had atlanta announced this past weekend uh arthur blank i believe is his name the owner of the falcons and i believe their football club there uh he's the team owner of that and i guess serena williams has a majority stake in los angeles that team and then there's fenway sports group that owns tgl boston They'd have a better chance at doing pickleball. 
World Pickleball League. Yeah, that'd be better. It's out there. Yeah. I mean, pickleball has exploded. I know, but why am I watching? Unrelated. Why am I watching guys play virtual golf? I, they're going to... you. It's got the two biggest golf names out there behind it. It's It can't just be just, hey, come watch us hit against a screen. There's got to be some element. <laughs> there has to be some cool element to it. But what what is that cool I, element? I don't know. Okay. All right. I'll have to text Tiger. I'll have to trust him. See what's up. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But that's all just we don't know the other three teams yet. I don't know how you it's going to work. You said you're buds with Jim Cornelius, and now maybe you're you know that much closer to Tiger. I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay. So we're moving on to that. Sure. We breaking can. news. Yeah. Breaking news here breaking on news. the Party of Four <laughs> podcast is with our upcoming McQuethy Cup. It honors our late owner, Jim McQuethy, and we're having the charity BPGA Hope again, which helps veterans get into the game of golf and familiarize them with that. A great opportunity. And the breaking news for the event is we're having Jim Cornelison sing the national anthem here in Mistwood. What a get. I I didn't think that was even on the radar. Big splash. Really nice guy. Really great guy. I met him years ago at a game. We were sitting 100 level. I got tickets from someone because... This is the real Jim Cornelius, and not like the Morgan Freeman you tried no, this to pull off on everybody for our commercial a few years ago? This is... We're not allowed to... There's an NDA on that. We're not allowed to talk about that one. The $30 But we're Freeman. not allowed to talk about that guy. <laughs> but Morgan Freeman was great to work with. Um, <laughs> Jim Cornelison, also great to work with. So he'll be out here September 14th. We're signing up foursomes now for the event. He'll sing the national anthem. I believe it's 11.55, right before shotgun start. So we're going to have him out here belting it out. You know, he'll do his signature, you know, yep, salute we, to the flag. We got to work on speakers. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, those are going to have to be able to handle yeah, the booming pipes yep. Yep. of Jim. Yep. Yeah, really great guy. So we're excited to get him out to the burbs, get him out here to get everyone pumped up for a beautiful day of golf. The food, you know, is going to be amazing. I don't yeah. even know what it is yet, but the chefs are going to go it's gonna all out. Some type of big sloppy meat with a lot of fire and smoke, and that's yeah. all you need to know. So that'll be awesome, and the golf's always a good time. So, I mean, you go outside now, you look at this golf course, we're talking about late August. Minty. Minty. It's minty fresh. It is really good. It's really good. Yeah. And I don't like to hand out compliments to Ben, but it's yeah. really good. The staff has done a banger. Ben K and the agronomy crew have been crushing it. Yeah. It's it's a banger. It's yeah. a really good, really good golf course right now. So we're just excited. I mean, excited to be here, excited for sadly the end of summer, but at the same point, we moved to fall golf. You know, a lot of places you can't find your golf ball because of the leaves on the ground. We're not we're not that place. No. We've just got nice fairways and greens right now. Yeah. 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 You hear something messed up? So, oh, was that the conclusion? Sorry. No, I was just, yeah, heading into the I end of the show. randomly had a Taylor Swift song pop on okay. before the tournament last week when I played good. Yeah. I actually, actually turned on a Taylor Swift song on purpose yesterday before I played. Is it Cruel Summer? Um, Is that what it's called? I don't know. You have to know what it's called. Could have been that. Could have been Antihero. You know, I'm. Yeah. You know, either, either Throwback way. to last summer or so. Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. I don't. I don't Maybe that was two years now. I don't say it with the catalog all that close, but sure. You didn't get to one of the T Swift shows at Soldier Field. 
know that everyone was losing their mind over. Greatest, you didn't have FOMO for that? Greatest event they ever went to. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you could have had FOMO for that, too. Oh, 2022 single. Benny Hutch nailed it. <laughs> nailed, nailed Last the, year. Nailed the anti-hero call. I didn't, man, Taylor Swift <laughs> has so many songs. That's what somebody was saying. Like, they, you don't realize when you go that, like, yeah, she can sing for three hours because she's had three hours worth of bangers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man. If you don't like her, you're like, well, I know this song. Oh, I know this one, too. Oh, I know this one, too. You would have that with anyone that says they don't like boy bands, and then we all go out there yeah. and we sing the entire album on the dance floor. I remember, I forget who it was, somebody here, like maybe 10 years ago, they went to an Usher concert. Like, oh, I don't want to go to Usher. And then they're like, dude, that concert was awesome. It's because you know every freaking song, that's why. Yeah. I will say <laughs> Pitbull, went to Pitbull, what? You seven? know a lot of Pitbull. Yes. You showed yeah, that in it, carpooling. It, it wasn't the worst I've ever, ever been to. No, you, my wife's been to a Pitbull concert. You know all your Pitbull. I I was impressed at the amount of Pitbull you knew. I don't like Mr. 305, per se, <laughs> but it's nothing personal. I just went to Miami one time, and that's all they play, and I was like, <laughs> Mr. Woolwell. I'm like, stop. Like, I didn't I didn't need all this. So the roof all fire. Yeah. So, well, that reminds me, we, we, need to, we need to do a carpooling. I feel like we need to do one. We have one with Platt lined up, JP, Director of Instruction. We should do one, kind of end summer, carpooling. We've done at least one, I feel like, every year, so we should do at least one. I'd love to get two in before the end of the year. But it's fair. let's end the show. Now we were talking about music. You know, yeah, we did all this hardcore rails. golf talk. No, 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 we're going to finish with music. What two or three songs get you on the dance floor at a wedding? Ooh. Um... Yeah, that's a good people have turned off the podcast by now, so I don't even care. It's fine. Um I think anything Nelly. Anything Nelly. You gotta pick a Nelly song though. That uh I so here's a crazy one. This just dates how far back I got married. Gail had us walk out to shake her tail feather. I like that one. Yeah, it's not bad. Whatever. Yeah. Um Always kind of a classic EDM guy, so any any type of like you know, give me some sandstorm or something like that, you know. Okay. That type of stuff. DJ, some Tiesto. Yeah, yeah, some stuff. That stuff. Yeah, for sure. Darude. Yep. Okay. Um, three of them, huh? I said two or three. So you've. Um, I'll I'll tell you my two that I have hands down are the killers, Mister Brightside. That will always get me on the dance floor. It did this past weekend. So I was out there singing that. That's a good one. And then the other one is Miley Cyrus party in the USA. Um, big, we want big banger. Stop, but we can't stop. What's that one? <laughs> that's the one that that's a banger. That's, that's, a, a, I mean, that's a really good Miley one. It's a different one, but yeah. 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 Can't stop, won't stop. I'll tell you what, man. How do you beat, like, 50 Cent? Like, Candy Shop? That's oh. a good one. I mean, come on. All right. On the flip side, what song gets you off the dance floor? <laughs> it's the electric slide for me. Uh, Yeah. Or Uptown Funk. Uh, Anything Bruno Mars. Oh, man. I like the slow Bruno Any, Mars stuff. I don't like I don't anything like Anything Bruno Mars. No. Anything Bruno Mars gets me off. 
Okay. Yep. I'm done. I'm done with that. No. Not even like just the way you are. What's that? So I'm not gonna like Come sing on. it. Come on, bring it. Just the way you are. No. It's it more of like you'd have a slow dance no. for that one. No. But yeah. if you go Bruno Mars Mars grenades, that wouldn't be a wedding song. Where he's mixing with Eminem, that song is good. I bet Frank would even borderline like that song. Might be too mainstream for him. Big rap guy, everyone. If you don't know, big massive. big Frank, a big rap guy. Guy. You would not expect that. Ask him about it next time you see him. Massive rap guy. Be like, who's this, Frank? Oh, this is little little skinny in the little Dirk, yeah. little Dirk J Cole, <laughs> little Dirk J Cole, Frank. Nice. Very good. Were you at the Dirk concert? Yeah. No, he uh, he's very well versed. I mean, which is a great song reference there. So he loves it. You know, I'm sure the bass in his car is probably a little rough these days. Yep, that Volkswagen gets a workout. (laughs) All right, I'm in that bass. Yep, and I know he won't listen to this. So no, he won't. We're fine. Yeah, he he listened to the one episode he was in. So yep. No, I. I filmed his speech at the PGA event, oh, and he's... Did you he listen I, to it? I sent it to him. He says, you know I won't watch that anyway. <laughs> I was like, all right, Frank. And the support is overwhelming. Yeah, no. He's like, no, he's super nice and appreciative. Thank you, thank you, but I don't, do you, need, to, I don't need to watch what it. What are you getting in his wedding? Did you go flaming down? I haven't looked at the food list yet. Ooh, shame on you. I'm going to... You know that's what I'm going to go with. It's RSVP. Yeah. And I know how good it is. So yeah, the flaming yawn, chicken piccata. I'm like, no. Oh. What are we doing here? No. Yeah, no, uh, no chance. Fillet all day. Yeah, hashtag fillet all day. Yeah, that's mine. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the show. Uh, those last seven minutes, yeah, people great. already out. Just great. But now you get a little personality in there, so <laughs> we appreciate you sticking along with us until the end of it. Andy, let's get back together here in a couple weeks. I think you might want to just cut it at that 20 minutes you're trying to do. No. No, we're at 38. This is great. <laughs> yeah, no edits. I'll we're just bet. rolling with it. We're just rolling. It's good. All right, Andy. Great to see you. All right. We're out of here. All right. We'll visit all with you guys next time. Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business. Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. 